Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where I have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life and relationships. They're the ones, the ones that change lives. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast, I'm going to be talking about finding love the second time around. Whether you've gone through a divorce or the breakdown of a significant relationship, you feel like the stakes are higher. Maybe the first time you missed some red flags. Maybe you feel like you chose someone who really wasn't a good fit for you or someone who took away your freedom. Whatever it is, the stakes are higher about who you choose to be in a relationship around the second time around. You've also got the added pressure that you might have children, that you might have assets, and you also might feel like you don't have as much time as you did the first time around all pretty common. So like I said, the stakes feel higher. So a lot rides on who you choose. And subconsciously, what I find a lot of people do is they're still, they're looking for someone who's perfect for them. But, you know, it's that Mr. or Miss Perfect way of thinking that comes into their dating life. And it often is one of the biggest things that gets in the way of their success. And I'll tell you why. Number one, is spoiler alert there is no such thing as a perfect person no one literally no one on the face of the planet is perfect we're not robots we're not programmed to do everything right in fact we're humans with human reactions right and even if you are a highly evolved emotionally intelligent person you will occasionally get angry you will occasionally have reactions that even you don't like so you're not going to be perfect. The other person isn't going to be perfect. <laughs> and to be honest, right, if there, if people could be perfect, there would be no divorces, right? The divorce rate would be zero and we'd all be happy. And that's not the reality. Now, I want to talk about, talked about it a little bit before, but I read an article on Kim Kardashian. Now, love her or hate her, I'm sure you've heard of her. Now, I feel for celebrities when they've gone through breakups because they do it in the public eye. And it can be hard enough without that added complexity of everyone watching. Now, when she's ready to date, there's also the added pressure. Everyone's watching, everyone's watching what she's doing. So, you know, as much as the average person wants to find the right person, I could just imagine being in Kim's position or any other celebrity's position freaking a million times worse, right? Pressure off the planet. Now, I was reading an article where Kim has got her Mr. Perfect list and she's got 35 items on the list. And I'm going to talk about those things in this week's podcast and real, realistic expectations in this space. Because like I said, no one is perfect. And, and I often do say Really, you want to be the type of person you want to attract. People can write these lists, but would that type of person actually want to date them, right? And, and you know, taking a good, honest look at yourself first is really important. And, you know, even 
the top person you choose today is important because we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. No one more importantly than the person we end up in a romantic relationship. So there is a lot riding on that. But we also bring our personalities into it. We also bring our ways of relating to each other. And, you know, if you bring in your baggage from your old relationship, you bring in your past hurts, you're going to end up bleeding over someone that didn't hurt you in the first place. You know, if you've got trust issues and you're forever being suspicious of someone who's never done anything wrong, the other person's going to get sick of it pretty quick, right? So back to this perfect list. I want to talk about Kim's list. And it's really interesting because I don't believe, I believe that you, no one is no <laughs> sorry no one needs to settle for less than what they're looking for but sometimes what they're looking for doesn't exist or it's very unrealistic or they're not really clear about what's important when I work with some people I actually go through a process that helps them identify what really is important and also focus on how you want to feel in a relationship. And if you've never had a great relationship, you might not even know how to do that. Often things like having shared values about being on the same page about what is important is essential because, you know, you can have different interests, but having different fundamental values rips people apart. So what I want to do now is I'm going to let you know Kim's list and I'm going to look at what is realistic and what isn't. Now, if you're a guy look, listening to this podcast, it's really interesting to look at some of the things that are important to women. So stay tuned and listen because you'll learn something no matter which position you're in. So I'm going to talk about, go through the list, and I might just talk about some items that go and I might come back to them. So the first thing on a list is she wants someone that is going to protect her. Yep, great. Most women want someone that's got their back. And the second one is pretty similar. She wants someone who's going to fight for her. Absolutely. I want to be in a relationship with someone who, you know, has my best interests at heart, is going to protect me and fight for me. Absolutely. Most women will look for those. Fair enough. Number three, she's looking for good hygiene. Now, absolutely. <laughs> it's something that we've all got control over. So, you know, making sure that you shower, brush your teeth, have good, you know, hygiene is, is something that I think most of us want on our list. Number four, she wants calm. And I will come back to that. Number five, she wants someone that doesn't have any mum or dad issues. I think this is interesting. I think most of us, Every person on the face of the planet has some mum or dad issues. Even if we've got great parents, we often have things that we've seen our parents do that we didn't like or, you know, have had impact on our lives. So, you know, I think most of us have some sort of thing with our parents. I suppose it's the level of those issues and if people have done something to work on it, if they, you know, really seriously hate their parents and have got unresolved trauma, it will probably play out in your relationship. But looking for someone that's got no mum or dad issues is pretty unrealistic. Number six, she wants someone that's patient. I'll come back to that one. Number seven, she wants someone that's supportive. Number eight, she wants someone who's genuinely happy for her. Number nine, she wants someone that's successful. Number 10, she wants good teeth. 
and I find that anytime I've done a single survey of what people are looking for, teeth really matter to people. So if you're going to invest in anything, invest in teeth. She wants someone that, number 11, she wants someone that's spontaneous. Number 12, she wants someone who's fun. Number 13, she wants someone that her friends and family love. Now, this could be an interesting one, right? Because you might, look, often when you're in a relationship with someone, you're not that objective about the person what you, that, <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied. You're not that objective because it shuts down the rational side of your brain. So it's really good to get other people's opinion, but you do not want to rely solely on other people's opinion because that can also be a recipe for disaster. But it is a good check um, what other people may think because they are going to be more objective than you are. And I, I know in, you know, a lot of the um, psychopath stories, other people could see what the person themselves couldn't see so it is a good layer of protection but it can be a lot of pressure because it takes time for people to get to know people and I don't know I've talked about it before people don't always show who they are um, for at least three months and it can take longer so I think trusting your gut feeling um, people could impress other people for a while but they can't keep it up so that's one of my recommendations to always take relationships slowly um number 14 she wants a role model for her kids now absolutely you know you want someone that's going to be a good example for your kids I, I would want that one on my list number 15 she wants them to have no heavy baggage she has enough now I find this one interesting that seems a little bit unfair that you know what I would say is do you meet your list if you've still got some heavy baggage like will often attract like. And if you haven't dealt with some of that baggage, you'll often get someone coming into your life that will press those buttons to help you deal with that baggage or, you know, has their own baggage which makes the relationship difficult. Now, I often think that we don't realise quite the baggage we have until we get in a relationship. You know, you can do a lot of personal development, a lot of work, but a lot of the things that might trigger you are only going to come out in a relationship. So that is a tough one. And I kind of think it's a little bit unrealistic of her for those reasons. Number 16, she wants someone that's taller than her. And I hear this from women all the time. They want the guy that's tall, over six foot. And, you know, only 15% of the population are over six foot. And you might have a great guy that's the same height, slightly slightly shorter, I just don't think that one should be a non-negotiable. You look at Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, they're pretty happy and, you know, he's shorter than her. So sometimes is it really necessary? Number 17, someone who loves to work out. Number 18, motivated. Number 19, independent. Number 20, not clingy. Number 21, not balding. Number 22, good taste. Number 23, smart. Number 23, four, <laughs> kind. Number 25, great manners. Number 26, into self-care. Number 27, wants to like how someone smells their scent, even after a gym workout. Number 26, no, 28, sorry, um, 
<laughs> she wants, okay, the next three, I, I don't think, are, you know, are essentials on any list. She wants a guy that wants to have facials with her. Number 29, she wants someone that is going to um, do laser together, laser. Number 30, she wants someone that does ice baths together. Now, I often find that women will put on their list stuff that they want a guy to do with them that guys don't often want to do right some guys will but it's almost like they wanted to date the female equivalent of themselves and it's not essential that a guy does a face mask with you or goes and gets laser with you or has ice baths with you you know they're it's not the things that make a good relationship in the end next she wanted someone that can read a room 33, she wants someone that's adaptable. 34, she wants good hair. And 35, she wants someone that respects others. I like the respect others. Now I want to go through some of the characteristics on her list that it may be hard to get all of those components in one person. So let's see, she wants someone that's calm. She wants someone that's patient. She wants someone that's successful, spontaneous, fun, not clingy, has his own shit going on, is adaptable. Now, sometimes certain personality traits don't go with others. A lot of people that are highly successful and driven and motivated and spontaneous might not be as patient as you want, might not be as calm as you want. So sometimes being very prescriptive with certain personality traits you're not going to get all those things in one person. You might get the calm, adaptable person that's not very motivated. You might get the highly motivated person that is, is always on the go, has got their own shit going on, but ends up with no time for you. So it's kind of being very prescriptive with some of these things on a list can end up causing you to miss out on the very person that you want to date, okay? And it's why I think lists can be dangerous. Now, I know, I know for a fact that a lot of the clients that I've worked with, a lot of, um, even in my own personal experience now I'm in a relationship, there were things I thought I wanted in a relationship and the things I didn't even realise I needed in a relationship and things I thought I wanted that I don't need. And it's quite interesting that in the package of my relationship, yeah, there's things that I've got that I didn't realise I needed, things I thought I needed that I absolutely didn't need. And, you know, at the end of the day, being with someone who is kind, who's got my back, who supports me, who is able to communicate effectively is what's more important. I love the feeling of unconditional support that I have but on the flip side, I also like that they motivate me to be the best version of myself. So I think getting caught up in this ideal of the perfect person and very prescriptive scripts can, you know, lists, not scripts, <laughs> can be some of the things that could be keeping you single. You know, and again, are you meeting the requirements of your own list? Because I do know that like will attract like birds of a feather flock together so often we'll attract into our lives things that we are 
and often might bring up her wounds. And it's some of the reason why I love working with people. I love working with people in their lives too. You know, bring about some of these healings of the past, being really clear about what's important, not some of the superficial stuff that absolutely doesn't matter. And it's not that I'm not a fan of lists because I think being clear about what you want is important because you don't go into a coffee shop and say, give me anything, because the likelihood is you're going to get everything. But sometimes we can be so focused on certain things, we can miss what's important. And, you know, there are so many amazing singles out there. And I don't think that you're going to miss out on your chance for the right person if you take the right approach, right? And I think sometimes we put these layers on, extra layers of self-protection, extra layers of, you know, trying to make sure that we don't choose the wrong person. But I've talked about it in other podcasts where, you know, we think that we want one thing and it's not the opposite of the ex that didn't work for us. Because a lot of the qualities you might have had in an ex were really great for you. But maybe there were some things that just didn't work, some of those red flags. So you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So I would just challenge you to look at your list. And in the meantime, while you're looking for your person, work on some of those things yourself and know that no one, literally no one is going to be perfect, right? And we're all humans. We're not robots. So you want to... You actually want someone with the emotional intelligence to be able to, um, I don't know, be able to work on themselves, always willing to be the best version of themselves. And, you know, in any relationship, you need some level of being able to forgive each other uh, when you you do things that you didn't intend to because that's what a relationship is about. So if you are in the position where you're looking for love the second time around and you're frustrated that it doesn't, it's not happening or you've got any of those fears, reach out. Let's have a chat. Look, it's what I do. I help people find love the second time around. You know, I, when I look at my own experience, I was married for 21 years and, you know, I was single for a number of years because I wanted to be. And, you know, I've run events and I've trained extensively. I've had my own experience and found love the second time around. And, you know, I can help you save some of those experiences, help you recognize, help you have a tried process in place. Because I know firsthand that it's never too late to have the life and the love that you want. So if you're in this situation, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message, reach out. You know, I've been there, done that. I can help you. Anyway, thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I'd even love to hear what you would like to hear me talk about and, you know, help you with. What are your challenges at the moment? What would you like me to, you know, shed some light on? Anyway, my name's Debbie Rivers. I'm a dating relationship coach. Bye for now.